Ryan, you hired a uh, head coach of the defense, as you called him, and Jim Knowles. The early returns look good. I'm, I'm sure you're happy. Can you just get into that a little bit, please? Yeah, this was a great start. I think that when we talked about this leading up to the game, that's um, the start we were looking for, for sure. And I think the combination of, um, like, again, the experience and then the scheme and everybody coming together. I, watching the film, they played really hard. They played fast. They played decisive, similar to the way that we were talking about them uh, leading up to the game. So, um, you know, good first start, but that just means we can do it. Now we've got to bring it every week. Philosophy in the back seven, where he doesn't—he you know, he believes the starters are the starters for a reason. For the most part, doesn't like to rotate a lot. Like Tommy played every play, I think. Victor corners played, starting corners played almost every play. Um, was that a, like? Did you like that when you were meeting with him? Do you like that philosophy? Was that one of the reasons you wanted to bring him in? Well, I think this game was unique in that we only played 49 plays on defense. So certainly, you want to establish roles, but I think you're going to see more depth played moving forward. Third row left, Dan Hope, 11 Warriors. Ryan, you said yesterday on BTN about how Jackson you know, impacts everybody on the offense. How does he do that, and how do you guys have to account for that if he's not out there? Well, he's just such an impact player. You know, he can, as you saw last year, he can turn a five-yard completion into, you know, whatever. Um, he's just so explosive, and, you know, because of that, when you have a playmaker like that on the perimeter, it just has such an impact on the entire game schematically across the board. So, um yeah, I mean, that's just the impact he makes because he's such a great player. I know you're hoping to get him back this week, but do you have to balance in your mind of, okay, maybe we should rest him a couple of weeks and make sure he's fully healthy before he comes back? Yeah, we, we, you know, I leave it up to the doctors and, and the medical professionals, but yeah, we will not bring him back if there's any risk of him getting hurt further for the future. Um, so we'll make sure he's 100% before we put him back in the game. Yeah. Fourth row middle, Pat Murphy, 24-7 sports. Ryan, you talked about having to win every week here at Ohio State. You had this big game this week, a lot of hype around it. You come out against a non-Power 5 team. How do you keep the same intensity, same everything you need for for a week like this after coming out? Yeah, I, th I think um, you guys have probably heard me use that term, competitive stamina, and I thought that uh, that showed up in the game um, uh, on Saturday night. You know, the way that we played in the second half and certainly in the fourth quarter uh, was tremendous because we knew we were going to be in those styles of games when you're playing against really good opponents. Uh, we were in some of those games last year. We did okay with other games. We didn't respond like that. We did the, uh, on Saturday night, and that was a job well done. But that doesn't mean anything this week. You know, we say it all the time after a Sunday practice. Uh, once we walk through those doors and, and practice is over, we head up to victory meal. The game is done from the week before, no matter what happens, good, bad, or indifferent, um, because we have to move on because nothing we did last week matters. Uh, and it goes back to that term competitive stamina. Can we bring it every single week? And you've heard you know us say this, and coaches say it all the time. But we create our standard, and what is our standard? So um, it's been about us, always has been about us, and we'll continue to use that message this week. And you talked after the game, you mentioned a few times. CJ is not focused on stats; he wants to win. Is that something you've seen from quarterbacks as they get into their second, third year, playing, starting, whatever it is, or, or is that a little bit unique for him? Um, I mean, everybody's a little different, but uh, I think what makes CJ unique is. Um, a lot of things, but he's um, a special young man. He um, There's a lot to CJ. He's very deep, uh, certainly an excellent player, but uh, I think the impact that he's making on this program um, has been significant, not just on the field, and you could feel that on Saturday night. Fourth row right, Tony Gerben, Buckeye Huddle. Ryan, uh, Jim addressed the length and raise and playing time after the game, saying they wanted to ride the hot hand, and this isn't necessarily about Josh, but is is it fair to say there's a lower tolerance for mistakes defensively now, or is this a product of depth, or is it a combination? Um, no, I think it's a combination of all of the above. Yeah, and, and 
you know, when you get in that first game and you don't have a lot of at bats, you have 49 plays. Um, I think more of those things come to the forefront, come to the surface. But um, no, we're going to need Josh. Josh is going to have to play for us, and he'll play a significant amount this year for sure. And even if there's no message sent, is it fair to say that the team received a message from something like that? You know, I don't know. You'll have to ask them, you know, but. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm very pleased with the way that the guys played on defense, and we'll have to continue to build on that. But um, the good news is we have really good depth, you know, across the board and certainly on defense and in the secondary. So, um, you know, those guys are going to play, and when they get their opportunity to play, they got to make a count. And that's what being at competitive excellence is. You know, we have these uh, terms that are part of our culture, and one of them is at competitive excellence. When your number's called, do you make the play, yes or no? Um, and so, you know, that's what we're looking for. Right next door, Rob Aller, Columbus Dispatch. Ryan, when you get a guy nicked up like Jackson, uh, I know you defer to the medical people, but how hard is it as a coach when a kid really wants to get back in there, whether it's during the next week's practice or during the game? Just how do you deal with that sort of emotionally? Yeah, that's hard. I mean, especially in big games like that, when someone's worked so hard for that moment in such a big game, and Jackson certainly enjoys being in big games. He thrives in it. Um, we first, like you say, go to the medical professionals and say, you know, can he play or not? If the answer is no, the answer is no. If the answer is yes, the answer is yes. If it's somewhere in between, like oh, we got to kind of see how he does here, then it depends on uh, kind of the maturity of the player. You know, and with Jackson, um, you know, we trust Jackson, so we wanted his feedback, and you know, we tried to see if he get in there and play, and then just said, you know, I'm just not going to be at my my best here. I don't want to put the team at risk, and. So you know, we have a, a more experienced guy who's played. You can kind of trust him a little bit to give you some feedback if it's one of those things we're trying to figure out. But um, but at the end of the day, uh, it comes down to the doctors and the, the trainers. You've done this a long time. What impact does a, does a serious injury to a, to a key guy or any guy have on the team? I know it's next man up, but like to the vibe of the team, what does that do? Um, you know, like you said, you have to kind of move on, and, and there's just different things that happen to you. And, we talk a lot about the events that, that are going to happen, the adversity that's coming our way. And the only thing that we can re- you know, control is our response. There's nothing we can do about what happened, um, whether it's you know a, a moment in the game, the score of the game at halftime, or something that happens to your teammate like that. And so we try to focus on the response um, so that we get the best outcome that we want. That being said, it's not always easy, especially when you have a leader and someone who makes such an impact. So, um, you know, some hurt more than others. Some situations are harder, harder than others, but... I thought our, our our team did respond, you know, and they uh, some guys stepped up. Certainly saw what X did and, and some of the other guys, and uh, that was good. So, um, you know, you just when you go into those first games, you just never know what's going to happen. I mean, if you if you told me in the national championship game the first game Tr- Trey Sermon's going to break his collarbone or uh, the first you know whatever few plays of the game Jackson's going to be out of this one, I'd be like, oh my god. Um, but those are the things that happen. You have to have plans in place for when those things occur. Second row right, Nathan Baird, Cleveland.com. As you reevaluate, is what did you see from some of those other receivers, and um, what's going to have to be better from them going forward? Yeah, no, I, I thought uh, there were some good plays, um, some ones we just missed on, and uh, I think there was there was a couple protection things, not many, but early on there was there was a couple things, and then um, you know just could have been cleaner early, and then I thought you know we were nine of ten there at the end and made some nice plays and kind of got more to a rhythm in the second half, um, so. Yeah, there's some things we do, certainly just technically that we got to clean up, and um, you know a lot of those guys. That was their first time playing, other than the Rose Bowl, uh, in, in that type of environment. So uh, a lot of good things out there, but a lot to build on. You know, we still got a lot of a lot of improvement to make. Certainly, know where we need to be. 
And speaking of guys playing for the first time, I know Donovan Jackson had played before, but obviously uh, a big start against uh, what was going to be a pretty good defensive front. Um, your evaluation of what he showed physically in that first game. Yeah, uh, same thing. Had some really good plays, had some plays he wants back. Uh, but for the first game against a very veteran defense and veteran front, um, uh, solid job. Solid job. Um, I think he graded out a champion. And um, and especially the way that we played in the fourth quarter, he was a big part of that. Third row left, Bill Landis. Right. Right. Um, <clears throat> with, with CJ and, and the, the younger receivers, it seemed like a couple times maybe he was expecting them to be maybe a little shallower than they were or the one that was behind Jackson or Mecca, excuse me, maybe he thought Mecca might sit there instead of keep going with his route. Just how long does it take, I guess, for a quarterback and – newish receivers to kind of get on the same page when you're trying to determine the landing marks and stuff like that yeah i mean i, I think um cj and jackson certainly have a great chemistry there um and you know cj and all the receivers have been working hard um you know to to get on the same page and and, and they are they, they've done a nice job they've built great chemistry and now you just have to put it on the field so uh, there were some plays that that uh, weren't executed well enough and we got to get that fixed but um, we've seen it in practice done the right way, and so um, we know that they can do it. It's just a matter of going and do it on the field. Uh, it looked like Luke had a boot on his foot walking out of the game. Um, is there anything serious with him, or are you just managing something? Like, what's up with him? Right yeah, um, you know, when you come out of those physical games like that, there's always bumps and bruises and things that we want to keep an eye on, but uh, but nothing long term there. You had, uh, I guess, the contingency plan up front. If you had to put a new center in is it matt is it jacob and then if it's matt that who's the guard right yeah so when matt went down enoch came in and actually gave us some good good plays there we had a, a counter play where he came around did a nice job and, and i think we picked up about eight or nine yards on that play um and so yeah it'd be one of the two we'd either move matt to center and then move enoch over to guard or or you bring jacob in um so those are our two options there over to the right uh dom Tiberi, WBNS 10 tv thank you uh, coach, after the game, you said you thought that the way that you guys won that game and had to, you know, get it done in the in the fourth quarter that would pay dividends down the road. Learning to win that way, how important was that? And was that what you were talking about? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, uh, Coach Freeman talked about it after the game that their uh, game plan was to, you know, shorten the game and run the ball and control the clock and, and limit limit the possessions on our offensive side of the ball. And so. When teams want to do that against us, we have to be able to win in those games and respond. And uh, and that's something that's a little bit of a common theme for us. And so uh, being able to run the football, stop the run, control the game in the second half and play good defense is what we have to be able to do. And we did that um, and in a physical game when you're not going to get as many plays. So um, I think looking back, we could have been more efficient, you know, certainly in the first half on offense because every play matters in those styles of games. But um, I thought the attitude was excellent. I thought the toughness was excellent. I thought the way that we played, uh, we took care of the football. We tackled well. Those are the things you need to do in, in opening games. And certainly with the help of the crowd, we were able to kind of um, you know push through in the fourth quarter. And I think it was a seven-minute seven, seven minute drive there in the fourth quarter where uh, typically in the past we'd be going a little faster and you know maybe trying to score a little faster. But you know we were controlling the game, and we felt like if we scored there, we could make it a two-score game. And if we got one more stop, the game was probably over. And... Um, Again, that's not typically how maybe we've done things in the past here, but when you're playing good defensively and you're running the football, a win's a win. Do you subscribe to the theory you make the most improvement from game one to game two? And if so, where do you want to see the biggest improvement? 
Um, I, I think that's a little bit of coach speak, you know, but, but I think that um, the reason why people talk about that is because when you are in the preseason, you make a lot of assumptions based on going against your defense or what guys are going to do. But then once you get on the field, you realize what's real. And, uh, and then you have to be able to make those adjustments and figure out what that is, um, kind of wake some guys up. So we'll see. Uh, I, there are certainly a lot of things to improve on. The issues are always there, and, and we got to get those addressed. And, and that's the key, you know, when, when, whether it's week two or week five or week seven or week ten, you know, we have to be able to make those adjustments, figure out what those issues are, and get them addressed. And, and usually it's, like I say all the time, when there's issues, it's one of three things. It's either coaching, it's execution, or it's personnel. And so... Um, or, or scheme, um, and you know, once you identify what those are, you got to get them fixed, and and then the, the test is on Saturday. Can you tell us what Jackson injured, or you? No, nah, I'd rather not. Yeah, get in because once I start getting into that, and then I have to kind of do that for everybody, and so we've kind of kept it um, just available and unavailable, and I try to do the best I can to at least give you an idea what's going on, but not give details to the guys. So. Uh, third row right, uh, Spencer Holbrook, Letterman Row. Ryan, when your defensive line plays the way it does in the first time out under a new defensive regime, are you even a little surprised at times by, by how good this defensive line looks this early in a new system change? Oh, it was certainly great to see the play the way that they did. Uh, we've seen a lot of that in the preseason. We've seen a lot of that last spring. Um, guys in the backfield making plays. One of the things that I thought was great in the game was the first play was an explosive play. And I think the easy thing to do would have been like, oh, here we go again. And we've talked a lot, long and hard. I know the defensive side has, and I've talked to the defense that, you know, with our style of defense, at any point we can get a negative play, get them off schedule, and either force a field goal or force a punt because um, of, of the different styles and the scheme that we run. And that's exactly what happened. I think they picked up three on first down, and then second and seven, Mike gets in the backfield, creates a negative play, third and long, uh, force a field goal. We're off the field. We've got a lot of energy, and we moved on. Nobody had their heads down. There was no panic. You know, they believed in it. And, um, and I think that's, that's Jim's mentality is, you know, give me a yard and we'll defend it. Um, so that was great. But, but yeah, to see the, de- you know, the defensive line uh, win the line of scrimmage was, uh, was excellent in game one. I don't want to get too in the weeds, but I think Notre Dame was over eight on third and more than seven. Uh, seemed like last year there were too many times where third and one just couldn't get off the field. Is that one of those marks where you say, okay, I did the – I've – you know, we've made real defensive progress through the offseason, being able to get off the field when we need to. Uh, we did in the first game, but that means nothing moving forward. Yeah, we certainly have not arrived. Then we only played 49 plays, and that was great, but uh, we had a lot of football to play. But um, for game one, it was well executed, but now we've got to do it again this week. Uh, fourth row left, Jacob Bench, the Lantern. Yeah, hey, Ryan, just building off that, talk about Jim Knowles' mentality. Just the turnover battle Saturday, no turnovers for either side. Just how significant was that to you, and how important is that turnover battle between your team? Well, when you're playing against a team that wants to run the football, it's, you know, usually what they're going to take care of the football a little bit more. You know, there's less risk there. You know, they want to control the game. And there was a lot of field position play back and forth. You know, there were some opportunities in there where maybe in the past I would have gone for it. You know, early on, I think it was a fourth and three around the 40-yard line. I think the year before, we went for it against Oregon. Uh, didn't do that. Decided to pooch punt, got it inside the 10. I think we had four punts inside the 15-yard line. So you're playing the field position game. When you're playing against a team that wants to run the ball, uh, you have to be smart because all it takes is one turnover, and, you know, you could be up against it. Um, so we, we tried to do the same thing, you know, run the football, take care of the football and, and win that style of game, which is a different style of game than maybe we've been in in the past. And we knew that we had to be able to do that if we want to get to where we need to be. 
Patch and then offensively, talking about running the ball, just um, going into this week's game, next week's game against Toledo, just how do you plan on managing the running backs between uh, Travion and Mayan there? I know they split carries for majority on Saturday. Yeah, we'll move forward the same way. Uh, I thought they really complemented each other well. But they both really went ran hard in the fourth quarter after looking at the film. I mean, I felt it when we were uh, on the field, but after watching the film, boy, it was uh, it was pretty impressive to watch those guys run that way. And they and they took care of the football, and that was a huge challenge for them. That's their number one job um, in this offense is to take care of the football. Uh, third row right, welcoming a new member of the Ohio State beat, Cameron Teague, the Athletic. Hey Ryan, you, you mentioned Mike Hall. I had a really good day against Notre Dame. Just. What do you want to see from him when you look when you look on the film? Kind of what do you want to see from him going forward to kind of build on that game? Well, I think anytime you come in, in an environment like that, you prove that you you know you belong, and he certainly did. Um, but now, what's the response to that? You know, is it okay? I'm here and now. I, I start to feel good about myself, and I take a step back and gear down, or do I continue to build on that? And now show that I can be consistent because if you want to be one of the better players in the league, which he certainly has a, the ability to do. You know he's got to bring it every week, and that's what the expectation is. So it's one thing to flash in the game; it's another. Th- it's another thing to be consistent throughout. Um, you know the entire fall. Uh, front row right, Austin Ward, rivals ninety-seven point one, the fan. Ryan, what was the degree of difficulty on that CJ throw to Mayan on the touchdown drive? That's as good as I've seen. Yeah, I mean that the difficulty on that one was really hard. He's going to his left. He got flushed. Uh, first off, um, you know he did a great job getting out of the pocket. He spun out of the pocket. Uh, Mayan came back. It was a throw against the sideline going to his left and probably the only place he could possibly fit it. And then Mayan had to catch it clean. Otherwise, you know, because it was so much, so little margin for error there. Um, you know, big time play in a big spot. I think it was third and three, you know, and uh, got flushed. And, um, and and he made another play like that on the sideline to Omeka, um, I think in the third quarter. Two really good movement throws. Those, I was thinking about that a couple times with the spinning out. We saw Justin maybe do that way more, and Dwayne had some of that. Is that, when you've talked about him using his legs, is that the stuff that's more important to you than him actually running, carrying downfield? I mean, every, every play has a different set of circumstances, certainly the situation in the game down in distance. Um, but extending is a, is a big part of it because it allows receivers more time to get open downfield. Uh, but I think if you watch the move, he's moving different. And I think that's a tribute to him and Coach Mick. But uh, when you look at the numbers on the GPS of how fast he's moving, when you just watch his quickness and his overall strength, his body looks different. And uh, and that, that paid off on, on that drive for sure. Uh, right next door, Joey Kaufman, Columbus Dispatch. Brian, as far as Jackson and, and him being evaluated, right is there an idea on, on when he might be able, how he might be able to practice this week or anything? Uh, yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll be kind of uh, as the week goes on, we'll get a better feel for it, you know, I think. Um, again, I can't really give much details on that, but we'll we'll keep evaluating this week and see how it goes towards the end of the week. And I asked about another guy from, from Rockwall on the other side of the ball. You guys are pretty selective with transfers, and I was wondering when when you were looking at, at Tanner and talking with him uh, back in, in January, what 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 impressed you about him? What decided that he was a good fit? Well, he came highly recommended from uh, Jim and um, and Jackson. They both knew him and uh, made a few calls on him and when we went to the three safety system uh, we knew that we needed to bring in um, you know more nickels and safeties and uh, watching him play last year he's a veteran you know experienced guy but but he fit our culture just by the way he immediately stepped in Um, he really um, embraced our culture he uh, has been really helpful to the guys he's kind of like a coach on the field and uh, like you said there's not a lot of guys that fit our culture that way you know he and chip both 
stepped in this year and did a nice job, um, you know, just assimilating to the program and um, because it's not easy to do here. Assess the impact he's had this offseason in the opener, having a guy with the level of experience he has in this defense and, and what kind of impact they have made um, out of the gate. Yeah, I mean, you know, Jim, who, um, you know, has a few guys in the sports staff, GAs and guys that have been with him who know the system, helped early on, but but certainly having Tanner there who knew the system with the, the secondary guys uh, made it a lot better because, you know, he's out there working extra with the guys, teaching them. Again, he's like a coach in the field. So um, that certainly shortened the time of learning the, the scheme. Uh, second row left, Stephen Means, Cleveland.com. Ryan, just from your experience both as a player and as a quarterback's coach, just how many weeks do you typically see it take for a quarterback to kind of get comfortable with new receivers? Um, it, it varies. Yeah, it varies. I wish I could kind of give you a, a number, but um, it varies. Yeah, and I thought there were some really good ones. I thought the throw and catch on the first touchdown, the, the timing was just excellent between he and Emeka. Uh, I thought there were some other good ones too between he and Marvin. Um, the timing on the, the throw and the touchdown pass to he and Xavier were excellent. So there was good signs out there, and you know, there's been a lot of work done in the in the um, the preseason too. So you know we'll kind of keep working at it this week and see where we are on Saturday. And then, how much more control have you given CJ at the line of scrimmage? Um, you know, you try not to do too much. You know, just because someone can doesn't mean they, they you should because you want them to, to, to be clear and be thinking and just, you know, worry about executing the offense. And, you know, so we try to take as much off, off, of, our, off of his plate as possible. But he's very intelligent so we can handle high levels of information and does a really good job in protection and the run game, changing plays when we need to, to do that. But uh, just because he cut, can doesn't mean we should. And so I try to be... Um, you know, very mindful of that. You ever have to scale him back because he's probably asking for more and more? Well, yeah. I mean, that, he and I talk about that a lot, you know, and you, typically we'll we'll put a lot in and then every once in a while he'll say, this is maybe a little bit too much here. Let me just kind of go play. And we kind of go back and forth on that. And by the time Saturday comes, we come to a pretty good idea of, of what the game plan is going to be and what he's comfortable with. But that's but, but it is good to have somebody who's older who can give you honest feedback in that area, though, too, yeah. Coach, um, I know Julian Fleming was listed as a game time decision. How close was he to getting on the field? Yeah, he, he did, went through warm ups and he was close, and it, it tore his heart out not to be in this game. Um, had an unbelievable offseason, did a really good job this preseason. Um, you know, tweaked something leading up to the game, and um, so we're hoping to have him back on Saturday. But as it relates to Arkansas State, what are the unique challenges they present to you? Uh, certainly a good coaching staff. Um, you know, good, good players who, you know, they've added some new pieces. And when you look at some of the guys who have joined their team, you know, they come from very good programs. And so they have talent, um, you know, got off to a good start last week. So, um, you know, and, and played some teams really tough last year. When you look at some of the teams that they played, um, you know, they were, they were in those games, even though maybe their record wasn't as as good as they wanted to. Um, and I know with that coaching staff, they're going to, they're much improved this year. So, um, you know, we got to do a really good job of, you know, getting ready for a noon kickoff because that's a lot different than it was last week and, and then uh, playing up to our standard. I realize that the goal is to win every game, right? But are there specific things you're trying to accomplish this week, you know, as you, as you try to get into a good rhythm before you get in the hard conference play? Well, you know, I, I felt like last week was like a conference game. So we, we've been we've been working towards that the whole preseason. I mean, we were tackling, we were doing all those stuff. Every, everything was in. Like it wasn't like um, we had time to kind of move along with that. But I think this week it's more about addressing the things that we didn't uh, do as well and continuing to build, trying to fix those things, build in other areas, and then um, 
and then, you know, I, I think we'll probably play more plays this week too. So, um, you'll have an opportunity to just evaluate everybody a little bit more. Uh, third row middle, Andy Anders, Buckeye Sports Bulletin. Uh, yes, a lot of a lot's been talked about of how this defense sort of changes the picture for a quarterback uh, after the snap. But when you're talking about the front and how they're moving different pieces around, an offensive play caller, what's difficult about that to scheme against, and sort of what they can do with the jack position and how the front changes? Well, it, it, identifying what's happening is probably the biggest challenge: is getting everybody on the same page, um, and. You know, when it, when you're having a hard time communicating and identifying what's going on, um, you know, it can it can create confusion. And I think that happens sometimes. And so, I think at the end of the day, what what happens with this style of defense and Jim's philosophy is is they make you work every play, the quarterback and the offensive line. Over here, far right, Clay Hall, WSYX. Given uh, Ryan the hype of that game, the build up, the months of mm-hmm. this is going to be the greatest thing ever, um, and the stakes of the game. How big a hurdle was that that you cleared? A huge, yeah, it was big. But um, so was every game around here. If you don't believe it, try losing it, you know. Um, but that being said, there was a lot of buildup, like you said, um, leading up to the game for sure. Um, you know, a game being at seven thirty and just seeing everybody there, the skull session, the walk, um, pregame. I mean, all of it. So yeah, there was a lot, and so we, we tried to be mindful of that with the players, and we tried not to, um, you know, get them up. You know, too too early in the, in the in the day. You know, it's kind of had to be steady with them and talk to them about the build up. And you have to be at your competitive excellence when the foot hits the ball, and that's mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. And you can't just uh, it's just not going to happen, especially when you go into the skull session. You're doing the walk, and you're um, you know on the bus coming over here to the Woody for a walkthrough, and you see all the people. It's easy to get yourself um you know worked up for a game that doesn't kick off for another you know 10 hours or so so uh it was a long day um but to say again to see the way we played in the fourth quarter and to leave that game with a win um was a job well done and uh but that's behind us and now we got to move on and your post-game reaction was that jubilation joy or relief relief (laughs) relief relief yeah it's relief uh far right deep andy king wbns 10 tv Ah, Coach, when you look at, uh, you talk so much about the scars on this team. Yeah. And how much do you think those scars helped you get the job done last Saturday? I don't think there's any question. Yeah, I don't think there's any question. But I think that's that's life. You experience things, you learn, and you don't always appreciate things until you've had some things taken away from you. And that's kind of what happened to this team last year. You know, happened to me, happened to a lot of the players on this team, the veteran guys, and and you learn from it, and it can do one of three things. You either crumbles you, you get through it, or it makes you stronger, and you decide how that outcome is going to be. And um, the way that our guys went through this offseason, um, I'm proud of that. And um, it's just a start, just one game, but it's a good start. When you looked at that sideline before the game, when you think of representing Ohio State, maybe you have some people that are interested in Ohio State. What's it like to see Buckeye Nation travel? Oh, it was huge, yeah. And, and I think that there's a huge part of Buckeye Nation that um, likes the way we played. You know, just gritty, tough, physical, 100th year anniversary in the shoe, a little bit of a throwback game maybe. Um, we tried it. We had a couple plays for the fullback, didn't quite get to them, but they were they were ready. Um, we did get pretty big down in the red zone once, so um, I know Coach Trussell was looking for the power play. We didn't get that one in there, but. Um, but no, it was it was great, and the, and the atmosphere there was certainly electric and a lot of fun. So, 
again, we still got seven more at home this year, but uh, but good start. Uh, front row middle, Bill Rabinowitz, Columbus Dispatch. Yeah, Ryan, you, you said we all know that you pointed to Notre Dame. Everyone knew that was the first game. No offense to Arkansas State, but nobody was doing that for this one. Uh, you talked about competitive excellence and stamina. Yeah. How do you? I mean, how big a test is that this week? Because look, this is not a marquee game. It's something that we've talked about in the preseason a lot, though, because we knew we'd be in um, situations where you have to bring it every week, and so now we'll, we'll drop on that. I mean, there's not going to be one of the surprises that we haven't addressed and said, "Man, we it doesn't matter. We every single week you got to bring it, otherwise you you don't have a chance to to be a champion." So. We're just going to draw upon that and figure out where we're at. But I'm hoping that the maturity and leadership can lead the way this year, this week. And what was maybe something overlooked Saturday that really pleased you? Um, obviously, the passing game took a while and didn't really click the way you wanted. But is there something that just stood out to you? Um, I thought the locker room at halftime was excellent. I thought the sideline was excellent. Um, I thought the way... And there was a clip after we threw the touchdown pass um, to Xavier in the end zone where all five linemen and Travion were absolutely going crazy. They were just so excited to score that touchdown. Um, and then just the excitement on the sideline afterwards um, and the way that our guys in the fourth quarter just had a look in their eye and um, the way that in the four minute coming back out there, and they're just like, they're not going to get the ball back. We're just going to find a way. And then see to Travion, the way he ran, he ran a guy over and then runs hard. Like, they just weren't going to get denied. And that's something you can build on. Halftime, what happened at halftime? Just a lot of positivity in there. Just a lot of talking, a lot of guys communicating with each other. You know, um, just a lot of positive vibes, trying to figure out solving the problems. Um, where, you know, I've been in locker rooms before where there's just not a lot of talking going on, you know. But... But these guys, you know, they, they, there was energy in there. They were talking. They came out of the locker room with juice. And they just had a look in their eye that they weren't going to get denied. And, again, that's that's what we were trying to build on this summer. Time for two more. Uh, front row right, Tim May. Letterman roll. Thank you, uh, Jerry. Uh, more fluid is the way I would describe watching C.J. roll out of some of those situations and get to the edges, et cetera. Uh, did he work on that in the offseason? Did you press that, or did it just – for a second-year starter, does it come a little bit more naturally? Uh, I mean, we, we certainly worked on his athleticism and, and tried to get him stronger and faster with Coach Mick, but, and he did that. I mean, he really attacked the weight room this year, and you, you just feel it. But, um, but no, I mean, we, we've been doing some throwing on the run, and we've been doing some, some different things with him and, and certainly worked on scramble drills. Uh, it's been a big emphasis for us just with seven-on-seven seven and some of the things that we've done and, you know, with our defense doing a lot of drop eight. We had to, you know, with the three-man rush, if, if they're going to drop eight, you know, there's only three guys in rush. So to identify that at times and then, you know, extend the play makes sense. And it's something that we have worked on some, but a lot of it has to do with him just feeling the game and, and, and seeing it. Yeah, I got about 50 questions. I'll ask two more quick. <laughs> okay. Uh, Xavier Johnson, not only did he go in at that moment, but he, he was up for the moment because obviously on that touchdown, I think they blitzed both safeties yeah. for the first time all game. Yeah. Maybe I'm yeah. wrong. Oh, you're right. What, what does that just tell you about his awareness? And obviously, CJ has had that for a while now. Yeah, what, I know. What, what, what just piqued you about that? Well, it was zero pressure and a competitive excellence game on the line. They, like you said, they brought both safeties in the A gaps from depth, and uh, they both recognized it. Yeah. Xavier did a great job of setting up the safety. Uh, CJ drifted away from the pressure. You only got bought a little bit of depth. Sometimes you kind of have to throw that off your back foot and you try to give a little air out there. Um, very well executed in that moment. But uh, yeah, no, that was, was well done. 
does does that get him more consideration down the road now that yes. he was up to the moment? Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Because you never know until you get in there. Yeah. And to see him play like that, he caught two balls in a row in a big moment. Um, so, absolutely. Yeah, the last thing, uh, what what did it mean to you, and you touched on it a minute ago, to go to Jumbo there down the goal line? Y'all had had a third and two in the first half, yeah. didn't get it done, got stuffed. What did it just do for you and this offense of – getting something looks like fixed that y'all had trouble with last year. Yeah, it was huge. And and just, again, I thought it was the attitude of just getting pads down. Um, because it, it, at the end of the day, there's going to be extra guys in the box, right? We all know that. So it's at one point, at some point, you got to get your hands inside. You got to get your pad level low and you got to beat your man. You got to block your man. And then there'll be an extra guy there that the running back has to run over. I mean, that's at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. So um, I thought we had that, that mentality down there. And so we got big and, um, you know, tried to hammer it in there. And we did. Any final questions? Uh, second row rank, Doug Lee Maurice, Cleveland.com. Ryan, um, next year when you guys play Notre Dame, it, it won't be the opener. I think it's week three next year. Just now that you guys have gone through it, can you just reflect on when you play a top five team in your opener, how the prep is different, mm. how you guys you come in Sunday after a physical game like that? How different is it playing a team that good in week one when you don't have preseason games or anything like that? Yeah, well, you, you're forced to uh, be really good in preseason. Um, we had two scrimmages where we did a lot of tackling, um, and you're 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 in this balance of figuring out how do you get your team tough and game ready to play at a high level because it's such a huge game and can have such an impact on the rest of the season, but also keep your guys healthy. Um, so, uh, just a lot of communication between um, Mick Marotti and I over and over and over again. I mean. We're in practice, and he'll get the GPS numbers on somebody. We'll pull we'll, these out, get them out. He's already run too much. Or we look hard and, and think, go over and over and over again how much hitting we should do, how many plays in practice we should have. And so uh, between he and I, and, and then obviously talk to the coaches about their opinion on things, but we just try to figure that part of it out so that they can be at competitive excellence on that night. And uh, and, and I'll give the players credit. They, they believed because it was a hard camp. It was not easy. We went hard. We were physical. Um, but I think we had them ready. You got to play the schedule you're given. All things being equal, when you're playing a big time non conference matchup like that, prefer week two or three as opposed to the opener? Or um, when are you asking me? Now? Great idea. <laughs> Friday afternoon? Terrible idea. Um, and. What, when you look at this schedule, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm trying to go little picture after big picture. Listen, the 12-team playoff is coming. You know, you guys, that world's coming. You look at Wisconsin and Penn State and Michigan State and Michigan and all the games that you guys have in front of you. Yeah. Right now, as you just played a top-five team, um, how hard can a team go how many times a year where you're – could you play a top-25 team every week in college football? Like the NFL, you're playing a great team right. every week. It's a parity league. Or when guys are in class and they're 19 years old, do you have to play some games where you're not playing a top 25 opponent because of mental and emotional and physical wear and tear in place? Like what, how tough can it be every week? Um, I think that's a great question. I, I don't think I have really the answer to that because we really haven't done that before. So I, I, I'd be kind of speculating. Um, but it's something to think about for sure. I just haven't quite considered it, you know. Um, 
but it's interesting, and I think that those are all the really good questions that are coming up as we head into this format. Yeah. You feel, right now, you guys just won that game, yeah. the toughest of game. How much do you think this team feels it right now? Right, like what? How long is the physical, mental? Well, to get back at it. Yeah. Well, that, that that's why we talk so much about competitive stamina because no matter who you play, we have to play the same way. Period. And so when you have that mindset going into a season, that's different than like you're saying where it's like, okay, I got to get up for this game, but then over here I can take a deep breath. We, we, we cannot do that. You do that, that's how you get yourself set up. And I think that's where, why the theme this year has got to be competitive stamina. Bring it every single week, no matter who you're playing, whether it's the number two team in the country, number one team in the country, or somebody that's not ranked. You've got to be yourself. And so we've got to bring it 12 times in a regular season regardless of who we're playing. And I think you have to really – hammer that mindset before you head into the season. You can't just talk about it week three. Um, and we've been talking about it a lot. So we'll see where we're at. You hinted, though. What is your, what is your opinion of the 12-team proposed playoff? I mean, I think it's exciting. Ball? I think it's really exciting. But I think there's, there's a lot of work to be done to figure out a lot of things. Um, but um, that's why we have the best athletic director in the country to figure those things out, not me. <laughs> Coach, thank you very yeah, much. No thank you, Ryan.